This is Susan Wheelbanks with BlendedInsight.com. I am a holistic and integrative healing arts practitioner, an intuitive, and an energy healer. In this podcast, I share tips, tools, and suggestions that have helped me along my path in hopes of inspiring and helping you along yours. Let's get started with today's podcast topic. Hello, everyone. This is Susan with Blended Insight, and thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. So for today's podcast, I would love to share some recent information that I learned in my death, dying, and hospice class. For those of you that don't know, I am currently enrolled with Southwest Institute of Healing Arts, and I am learning how to be a minister in all areas of life. And one of the areas that we studied was helping people when they're grieving and helping people when they're dying. And this is something that is unpleasant to talk about for most people, but it is a part of life and we need those tools so that we can support one another. So for today's podcast, I'm going to focus on what we can do to support other people that are grieving. I will cover how to support yourself through grief in another podcast. So what I would like to share today is things that we should not say to those that are grieving things that we should say and do to support those that are grieving. And then I would like to end it with a grounding exercise and a little bit of energy healing to help you to be strong, stable, and feeling safe and secure in your role as a support person. So for those of you that do not know, I had two older twin brothers. They were almost three years older than me. And one died at the age of 22. His wife was pregnant and his son was born two weeks later. So I have a nephew that's 21. And then my second brother, who was my first brother's twin, died when he was 32. They died 10 years apart, both in odd car accidents. And I just remember thinking during that time, what in the world is going on? And while I lost two brothers and I was experiencing my own grief, I was more concerned about my parents. My parents lost two children, and the loss of a child is supposed to be the absolute most devastating loss a person can ever experience, and I've heard that from dozens of people that have lost children, and it's in psychology studies and everything else, so my focus is on how can I help my parents? I'll be okay, but my parents lost two children. How can I help them? So this is one of the driving factors that caused me to want to take classes on how to help people with dying, grief, and loss. So let's go over the things that you should not say to someone who is grieving. And I'm going to be honest with you, I am guilty of saying some of these things. And when I took this course, I kind of reflected and thought about it. And I was like, Oh, you know, I wish I hadn't known this then and I wouldn't have made these mistakes. So I'm going to give them to you. So you do not make these mistakes. The first thing you should not say is I know how you feel. Even if you've had the exact loss that the person that is experiencing a loss has had, you really don't know exactly how they feel. And that doesn't, that's not comforting. It's almost like minimizing their loss because you're telling them that you've been through it and you know how they feel. And even if you don't agree with this, it's okay. You don't have to agree with it. Take what resonates with you and just discard the rest. The second thing that you should not say is it's part of God's plan. People don't want to hear that when they're grieving, even if they're deeply spiritual and they know that God has a plan and this has to be part of the plan or else it wouldn't be happening. In the moment of grief, you really don't want to hear that. You're not looking for a deeper spiritual truth in that moment. Usually, most people are not. 
The next thing you should not say is, look at what you have to be thankful for, or let's practice gratitude. Uh, When you're grieving, you're not in that space. Let's talk about vibrational tone scales. I talked about it in a previous podcast, my first podcast, I went over a vibrational tone scale. You're not in the vibration of gratitude when you are grieving. And it's part of human experience. And it's okay to grieve. You're not in a place to do that. So let's just not even go there. The next thing you should not say is he or she is in a better place now. This is another one that I'm pretty sure I'm guilty of saying. I can think of times when someone was sick with a terminal illness or they were just uh, suffering from dementia or some type of Alzheimer's or something to that effect to where they finally left their body and I felt like they were probably in a better place now, more at peace. And I said something like that and the person probably wanted to punch me. Because that is not the right thing to say, because even if we know that the person is in a better place, we want them physically in their body. We are grieving. We miss them. And it's a process. It's a process of change. And so we just have to be mindful of that. Another thing that we shouldn't say is it's time to get on with your life or "Mm, that's behind you now. Let's move on. Things like that are really insensitive because we have no idea what that person is experiencing and trying to get someone to move along and rush through a process that really can't be rushed is very insensitive. Plus, a lot of times people are worried that if they move on, it means that they are forgetting about their loved one or that people will think that they are moving on too quickly or that they didn't love that person that they lost. We want to help and not make it worse. So it's better to just leave those things alone. Also, we want to avoid using directive statements such as you should or you will. It's better to use statements such as have you thought about this or you might do this. That's more of a suggestive, caring and compassionate way of communicating as opposed to a directive. So now that we know what we should not say, what should we say? What should we do? Let's talk about it. Often the most valuable thing you can do for a person that is grieving is simply being with them. Give them your presence. Give them your time, your love, your attention, and your care. Listen to them. Don't contradict. Don't try to come up with some spiritual, deep, you know, moving thing. Just listen attentively. Acknowledge their experience. Ask gentle questions about what they are saying or doing if you don't understand. But just allow the person to have this experience with you. Don't judge them. Don't correct them. Just be there. So while I was taking this course, a close friend of mine had to put her dog down. Now her dog was around 13 years old, had lived a long life, but was just in ill health and having seizures and really just losing bowel control and all of that. So she had to put her dog down and it was absolutely devastating. And I was using these skills to support her. And I was thinking, wow, it's really odd that I would be in this class when she has to make this decision. Well, little did I know the universe had some more synchronicities in store for me because the very next week I learned that my kitten, who I had adopted nine months earlier, also had to be put down, which was devastating. Now, just to give you a quick backstory, my daughter and I had adopted a kitten from the Denver Feline Rescue, and he was sick when we got him. The shelter really wasn't able to help us nurse him back to health, but I took him to my vet 
and they put them on antibiotics. And then I found a holistic vet here locally who was amazing. She did acupuncture and homeopathic remedies. I was doing energy healing on him and I had a colleagues doing energy healing on him. I was feeding him whatever he would eat. I tried to get him on a raw food diet, but he had no interest. So I was waking up every morning baking cod for him, just doing everything I possibly could. So when I took him back to the vet to get tests ran, they discovered that he had FIP, which is feline infectious peritonitis. I believe that's how you say it. Basically, it is a virus that is like AIDS for cats. And even with that information, I was thinking, I believe in miracles. He came into my life for a reason. I'm going to be able to heal him. I will just do protocols on him, energy healing protocols to help him to pull through. The holistic vet was still working on him and giving him B12 shots and all these other things to help him. Well, we were really optimistic until I took him to my holistic vet for a B12 treatment. And she said, uh, Susan, he has a mass in his stomach now and I do believe he has cancer. So at that point everything changed and we had to make the decision to put him down which was awful but I won't even get into all of that because I know there's probably lots of people listening that have had to make that awful decision but the soul lives on people and things and souls come into our life for a reason to teach us something and I do believe that my sweet little nugget came in as a master soul to teach me and to give me practical experience while I was learning how to support others in death dying in hospice. So the reason I bring that up is because I had the experience of having the right person say the right thing and the right person say the wrong thing because it's all for learning. But I have another friend of mine who uh, was doing energy healing and things on me. She's like a colleague of mine and she's a friend. And I was telling her how I was really upset about having to put my little kitten down because when you have an animal for a long life, it's a little bit different than when it's a baby and you don't expect to put them down. And she was, she kept arguing with me. It was exactly what it tells you not to do because she was saying, well, I had to put my dog down and um, it's never easy. It doesn't matter the age. And I'm like, well, I get that it's not easy no matter the age, but you don't expect it when they're babies. It was very unexpected. Well, no. And she just would not come off her position and she's an energy healer. And I thought, are you kidding me? Like she's really, really agitating me. And I I hated to even talk to her because she basically would like invalidate my feelings about having to put a kitten down. So that was one friend. Okay. And then I had another friend, the friend that supported me in the way that you are supposed to support a person that is grieving was the friend that had to put her dog down the week before. Now, granted her wound was still fresh because she was grieving the loss of her dog. But the day that I had to put my kitten down, she called me and I was crying and I was just a mess. But she didn't try to give me any words of wisdom. She simply said, I'm sorry. And we just kind of cried together. And she was really just bearing witness. And that's all you can do is bear witness. You can't take the pain away. And I know that that's really hard for those of us that are in a service profession who want to help and serve. But in these instances, it's better to just bear witness. The other thing that you can do is just do what you can for that person. Don't make the mistake of just saying, well, call me if you need anything or is there anything I can do? They don't know what they need in that moment. So the best thing to do is just bring them a meal, cook them food, go pick their kids up from school. Don't even ask them. Just tell them, I'm going to do this. I got this. And the other thing you can do is just send them love, energetic love, energetic healing techniques. When you are meditating, focus upon loving kindness, 
sending them love. You can also imagine pink loving energy coming from your heart and going to their heart, just showering them with love and kindness and compassion. You can also get them energy healing sessions. They may not even know what happened. They'll just notice that they feel better. Energy healing helps enormously with all types of ailments and especially grieving. So now that you know some of the things that you should not do and some of the things that you should do and that you can do, let's do a grounding exercise to help you to be strong and stable. Because if you're empathic like me, it's difficult to watch other people grieving and not feel what they're feeling. I love the line from Dolly Parton in Steel Magnolias where she says something to the effect that she has a strict policy that no one cries alone in her presence. (laughs) And it makes me laugh because, you know, as empathic people, we feel what others feel. So let's do a grounding technique. So all you have to do is relax. I'm going to turn the energy healing on. And what I would like you to do is just imagine a beautiful, bright, brilliant light cascading down from the sky onto your head and then through your shoulders, going down through your torso, your arms, your legs, all the way down to your feet. Now I'm running energy healing here at the same time. so. You may feel a little tingly, a little warm. You may not. Whatever you experience is perfectly fine. And just imagine the bottom of your feet, brilliant light coming out through the bottom of your feet and going deep into the center of the earth. And this beautiful light is serving as an anchor, anchoring you strong and steady into the earth. supported. You are safe. And I'm just running a few shields on you. Just notice that this brilliant light completely covers you. wiggle your fingers and so it is if you would like to do another grounding meditation I do have a download on my website called safe secure and grounded I will post that in the show notes also I have some other meditations on my youtube channel that you may find helpful so you can always go visit my youtube channel and see what moves you, what speaks to you. Also, if you have any feedback, questions, comments, suggestions, you can drop me a line at susan at blendedinside.com. You can also go to my website and send me a message there. So thank you so, so very much for joining me. And I hope you have an amazing, amazing day. Take care. Bye-bye.